0: Hey, we're in for a treat tonight because Pastor Joe Jansen is here with us to share. Uh, many of us, I know. Come on, that's good. You can give it up. You guys are in a clapping mood tonight. I like that. I like that. We've had, we've, we've many of us have, have been on a little 24-hour uh, marriage getaway down in Virginia Beach. We can just say thank you to the Rogerios, the Moriartys, and the Muros. They did. They worked hard to pull that off. It was so good. Laboring for the rest of us, and it was just a great time. And so. Uh, Pastor Joe, he is the uh, director of, of U.S. Ministries U.S. Operations for Elam Fellowship, which is the group that we affiliate and associate with. And so, uh, we, we've invited him to be here with us this week, and he's going to be sharing at at both campuses. So you can join us tonight. Come on, you can double dip. You can be with us in Williamsburg tomorrow at ten. And and uh, when we when we were looking for a group to affiliate with, because every church should affiliate somewhere. Are you with me? You you can't do it by yourself, and it's just not safe. And sometimes you need people to. Hold you accountable. Sometimes you face circumstances and situations that are beyond you, and you need people that are further along than you are in their journey with Christ to, to draw wisdom out of their life. And so, uh, Juice and I went up a few years back to the, our first Elam conference, and, and, uh, and we met Joe there. We had not met Joanne yet, and, uh, but we knew he was going to have a great wife because he's such a great guy. And we know right behind every great guy there's a great, great lady. And so, so uh, we had a chance to get to know Joe on that trip, and it was through meeting him that we knew Elam Fellowship was the right place. Right, because we want to affiliate with people that are real, because that's how we are here. We're authentic. We're vulnerable. We're without pretense, and we wanted to be a part of a group that kind of championed those kinds of values, and so when we started to get to go to know Joe. We knew that Elam was just going to be the home for us, and so we've kind of struck up a relationship over these last few years, and so about, it was about a year ago, I think. We said, hey, could you come down and in 2014 and do our uh, our marriage getaway which was fantastic by the way it was just so good you know wanted just a quick synopsis if i could sum up the whole week and this is what i would say one of the secrets that they just un- unleashed on us was that if you want chemistry in your marriage then get some character in your life if you want more chemistry Get some care, right? If you want to have a better marriage, then be better people, you know? It was so good. And then there was something about coupons, but I can't talk about that right now. So, so, uh, so anyways, can you give Pastor Joe a warm welcome as he comes and shares the word with us yeah, tonight? Yeah. Thanks, man. I think I'm all set.
1: Okay. That's good, I'm gonna steal that title. Uh, if, you want chemi- if you want chemistry, get character. Well, this is, uh, Joanne and I, we have just had a blast uh, being at the marriage retreat. You, you, you come in, place. am I okay?
0: It did it to me last week, too.
1: Okay. Okay. For all you former Catholics out there. There we go. Oh, if you're still Catholic, that's fine too. Um, one, one of the cool things is when you come, you know, kind of come into a house, come into a family, a church like, like this, and uh, it's always it's always fun when you just you know you just feel you feel the presence of God right away. Uh, you feel it in the people, and you make you make a connection. You don't always make connections, you know, and you don't always have a chemistry. But uh, we feel really at home here. I uh, I love the worship, man. Can we have a handful of worship team? I just thought that was. That was kick. That was smoking, smoking. That was a, I like that. I always, I, I. It never fails though. The I always think about like uh, in 50 years or 100 years. Like if uh, I know we don't believe in aliens, but if aliens came to Earth a uh, thousand years from now, and they were like uh, archaeologists, aliens, and they came into a, 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 a tr- the Pentecostal charismatic churches, and they they saw that uh, that that booth there, you know. And I, I, like I wonder if they would be able to figure out. Was the guy dangerous? Uh, you know, uh, did he uh, did he did he did he take his meds that day? Or you know what 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 are these things that they have to uh, kind of uh, you know the the drummers they're crazy that they have to put them behind boxes and uh, at least we get to see them you know but don't feed the drummers you know don't uh, don't you don't want to feed the drummers just leave them back there I think that's uh, I just I just think that's funny um, you probably think it's funny that I think it's funny but. Uh, Hey, uh, well, uh, let me just jump right in. I want to talk to you about uh, uh, change, and I want to talk to you about uh, problems. Uh, um, because we all, we all have them. And I, I know uh, you have awesome pastors that have been teaching you and feeding you and discipling you and leaders. And, and uh, I know a lot of city life, you, you don't have those anymore, you don't have problems. Although we just had somebody sharing about, about some of that. Uh, you, don't, you don't have to go through any change. When change, come, when change comes to your life, you just, no problem. You just embrace that change. You just, you're just, we, we, we're, you're, you're enthusiastic about it. You're, let's just do it. I, I'm like that as long as I'm, I'm initiating the change. How about that, you know? It's like, I don't mind change as long as it's my idea. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, God uses change, and we're all, we all go through changes. And sometimes change, uh, it comes on us when we don't expect it. Uh, like you know, just things can happen. You can lose a job. You can uh, your business. Your business can uh, can be going really strong, and then all of a sudden, something happens in the economy, or something happens to uh, something that you're doing in the business, and it just kind of tanks. Uh, it could be a relationship, you know, like with children. You know, uh, re, right, you, you're doing great with your kids, but then uh, they hit about 15 and they they morph into monsters. You know, it's like uh, these teenagers. What are, what are we going to do with them? And it's like, you know, how do we uh, how do we negotiate this this change because uh, you you didn't ask for it, but it's it just happened. It's 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 on you. And uh, and uh, in order to be like successful uh in this in walking with god we're trying to walk with god we're trying to do everything that he wants us to do we want to be everything that he wants us to be we have to be able to navigate change and we have to be able to navigate problems we have to we have to be able to see them and view them from the same perspective that he has and it can help us then get the most out of uh problems and uh it's pretty cool because the bible has uh, a lot to say about these things called problems and change and we, we, we've already heard that a little bit uh, th- tonight but let's look at it. If, you, if you have a Bible you can turn there you could just trust that I'm reading it right uh, or you could turn your Bible on if that if you like and uh, the book of James there's this uh, a book in the New Testament that's over like on you know near the end uh, and it's called James and he in this first section when he just starts off the book, he talks a little bit about change and about problems. And I want to read that to you, and then, uh, and then we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, and he, so it starts out there. It says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes that are scattered among the nations. And he says this. He says, consider it pure joy. Pure joy. This is the good stuff. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who will give it to him generously to all without finding fault. And then all the way down to like verse 12, it said, Blessed is the person who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive a crown of life that God has promised to those who love him so there's a there's a reward when we uh, make it, when we make it through um, now I, I love James you know because I, I grew up you might already have noticed I've got an I got an accent it's not just a uh, it's not just a northern one it's I, I grew up in the New York City metropolitan area on uh, on Long Island out in the burbs, you know and uh, and James James could have been uh, he could have been a New Yorker because, like, like most of the letters, Paul, when when Paul the apostle wrote a letter to some of his friends, he would he would always start it off like, "Hey, grace and peace to you," and you know the, the Lord Jesus Christ, and you know it's kind of like. But James, he just gets right to the point. He's like, "Hey, listen, you got problems, deal with it, all right?" You know, it's like he doesn't say, "Hey, I hope you have a nice letter uh, weather down there in Virginia. I hope you got. I hope you'd be able to get out to the." You guys are really messing with my head today, man, you know? If if the next one is like, now use the one on your belt, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like, change, yeah, okay. I'm dealing with it, I'm dealing with it, you know? You gotta love the tech, guys, you really do, you know? You, You know, they're only noticed when something goes wrong. I'd never want to be a tech guy because, you know, when everything's fine, you don't even know the the tech guys are back there. As soon as something either on the screen or, you know, something's feeding back, every head turns back there. What are you guys doing that guy? Man, I can't believe you're messing up like that. You know, uh, I, I just wouldn't want to be him. Uh... But, but, but James is is interesting again he, he's not he doesn't like you know again he doesn't like you know I hope you can get down to the shore I hope you can get to the beach and, and then and then kind of just ease into it and then because even Paul Paul when he writes a, when he writes a letter to his friends the first three pages or so are all this theology stuff you're seated at the right hand you're seated with God you're blessed with all the heavenly blessings then near the end of the letter he starts nailing them with stuff you got to do but not James he's just James James is like he not only does he say you got problems deal with it he says be happy about it he, you know he's like he's like count it a joy man because these things are doing you some good and uh, and it's like you know like I, so i i can relate to that cuz i like when people get to the point don't you i hate it when i got when i go to church or I'm in any kind of a conversation where I'm wondering where it's going. You know, you know, it's like there's got to be a point here somewhere. I know he's trying to make a point, and and I, I don't like that. I like the I, I like when people tell me exactly uh, what, what what's happening, and that's just where where James is. He's gonna he's gonna talk to us about how do, how do we treat problems and change and trials that, that come into our life. And he's talking about all sorts of trials. It's uh, the word that he uses there about various. It's just multicolored that they, they come in. And now, in, in, I read to you, I think, out of the New International Version. There's all sorts of versions of the Bible, uh, translations to help us to understand it better. And there's one translation called the Phillips Translation. Uh, and this guy Phillips, he, man, he, he, he would really paint pictures In the translation, and the way he, the way he Phillips would translate this section is, he says, when when uh, problems uh, come on your life, he says, treat them like old friends. He says, don't don't treat. He says, when problems intrude on your life, treat those problems like old friends because uh, they're they're there to help you to mature you. To uh, to bring you to a place where there are no deficiencies in your life, and so he's saying, if you want to get the most out of a problem, see, he's saying a problem isn't really a problem. What it is is an opportunity. Problems are opportunities for us to grow, for us to for us to add. It allows God to add something that's deficient, so we won't have the deficiencies anymore. Is what, uh, is, what he, is what he's saying here? Because now. Problems. I mean, problems are opportunities. I was uh, that's a great way to look at things. Like, uh, we're all thankful. Let me get this guy's name right. I always uh, uh, in 1906, uh, Willis Carrier solved a problem. Now, right now, it's not a problem for us, but in July, you're thankful for Willis Carrier's uh, uh, problem solving because he invented the, the air conditioner. And uh, again, now, right now, we're saying, Hey, we don't need it. But come June, July, if the air conditioner wasn't working, a lot of us wouldn't even probably be in church, would we? You know, because we, we, we need that. And every man in the room, every man here is so thankful for this invention by Robert Adler in 1950. Men, you can thank Robert Adler for the TV remote control. Huh? I mean before 1950 we were like Neanderthals where we'd have to get up off the couch you know and walk all the way over to the television could you imagine it was like being Amish back then I mean it's like it's like yeah I got to get off the couch and go all the way over to the television no not me if my remote was broken I would text my wife upstairs and say could you come down here a minute I got a little problem you know cuz I can't imagine I got to get up now I mean, but it's isn't men well do, do, do. It's like my wife will come in. Are you are you watching television? I think it's broken. You know, because it's like because uh, I'm watching about six movies at the same time. Don't you guys do that? You know, but God forbid we don't. I just love this guy Adley. He's like my hero because I, I don't have to get up. I got you know piles of food next to me. A little mi- mini refrigerator right here. I'm set for the week. You know, uh, so thankful thankful to this guy Adler. Now let me tell you a few things about that I've noticed about problems. And it, w- w- the first. thing thing is, they're a part of life. You know, we all have them. Uh, they 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 come. They 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 make a difference in our life. Uh, the other thing is that even God, even God had problems. I, I when I, I I'm going to ask him when I get up to heaven. I'm going to say, hey, how's that Adam and Eve thing working for you? You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, he created them. He put them in the. Per- it's okay to say that, isn't it? Uh, you know, they're looking at me like Are you love to do that. Um, you know, he puts them in a perfect environment, and then man, they made just they made some major mistakes that even we should have a little attitude with them. I mean, uh, you know, it affected our life. Jesus, he had problems—twelve of them. They were called—they were called the disciples. You know, like because these guys couldn't get it right, and he prayed for tw- he prayed all night long on a mountaintop to come down and pick guys like Peter. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Peter, he's just swearing, lying, uh, you know, a doubter. You Th- Thomas, right? Thomas is a doubter. You got Judas is stealing things, going to betray him. Uh, so G- the, the, the Jesus has a lot of problems with these guys that he has, the, he has to deal with. Uh, sometimes God will actually lead us into problems. He actually led... Uh, the Israelites, in the Old Testament, in the beginning of the Bible, uh, he leads the Israelites. He says, Moses, and he tells Moses, you're going you're to lead my people out of slavery because whenever God sees the people and hears the people crying out to him who are abound, he will find somebody to lead them to a place of freedom. That's what God is always about. And he ta- he, So he tells Moses, you're going you're to lead these people out of slavery, but he leads them to a place of entrapment. He leads them to the Red Sea, and then God has all the Egyptian armies uh, coming coming after them, and so sometimes God leads us into these types of problems. Isn't that interesting? A place you know, see, He leads us to those problems because He's more interested in our character than He is our comfort. Sometimes we think that God's all about comfort, but He wants to see the fruit of who He is in us. He wants to be able to look at us and see his son Jesus in us. He wants to look in our eyes and be able to say, look, he's got Jesus' eyes. And he wants the character of God to go all the way through us. And so he'll lead us to problems to see uh, just how are we doing. Now, James gives us a formula, actually. A formula for getting the most out of our problems. And what what the formula is, is that events plus our response to those events will actually be the outcome of our life. So we, we have things that happen to us, and then how we respond to those things, the sum of that is our life. And I can't, see, now I can't control what's going to happen to me. Things happen. People get sick. Uh, people, uh, people lose jobs. And we can't, we can't control that. And I, so the only thing I can control is my response to those events. And, 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 and what James is saying is that, is that if, if you can learn how to respond with grace, God will start building into your life all those places of, uh, of deficiency. You see, and so we want to learn how to make those controls. I want to be able to squeeze, I want to squeeze out, I want to wring out every bit of good juice out of a problem that hits my life, out of a change that's coming. I want to get all that I can out of it. So most, a lot of times I'm trying to escape. I'm trying to escape the problem. You know, I, I, want to, I want to get around it. I want to get over it. I want to go under it. But sometimes God says, you're going through this one because I'm going to, I'm going to teach you some things in this, in, in this, in this process. So that, that's what we're going to look at. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at uh, what does it mean uh, to treat a problem like a friend? Like an old friend that happens to come by. Well, you know, I come from a, an Italian. Uh, even though my name is Jansen, my, my mom, her name was Gilda Consolata Solucci. I mean, this lady, this lady, she sweat garlic and olive oil. Okay, I mean, she, you know, she was a four foot two cooking machine. I mean, they, I mean, my wife, the first time she visited my house. Uh, you know, she came over and it was, uh, when, she find, when she woke up, she asked me, what was going on about four in the morning? I woke up, I hear a real racket downstairs. I said, I said that was my mom, she was cooking. And she's like, at four in the morning? I said, she's, uh, she's cooking, man, She's all day long. She's cooking, that's, that, that, that's what she does. And, uh, and so, and my father, he was German, but he was really an Italian wannabe, and I think most people are, aren't they? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's the way it is. But he loved the Italian culture. Uh, the food and and just the enjoyment of company and people. That's you know Italians are, are great. You know, food is love. You know that's that, that, and at our house that's the way it was. And so when a, when a, when somebody would come over, just drop by, th- my mom would drop everything. I mean she just dropped everything and uh, and and start uh, d- doing stuff for the person that came. I mean she could she could produce meatballs from nowhere. I mean you know it's like <laughs> it was like there's no we don't have any food, but somebody comes home. And somehow my mother's got 400 meatballs in front of them. You know, you know, eat some. And I I would start to eat. one. she'd say, "Joey, we don't have enough." You know, this way to, you know, the first time my, my wife came to the house, I I threw her a meatball. You know, my mom used to make. She'd fry them on top of the stove on a cast iron pan in olive oil, and they'd get nice and brown. And a few would go in the sauce, but then a few into a special bowl. And we would eat those, and she'd always yell at us. And I threw one at her, and uh, because man, she was just the meatballs were just amazing, just amazing these meatballs. But what I learned was when uh, when when somebody comes over the house, when a friend comes, when a problem comes, what do we do? We pause. We put it on pause. We wait. We don't just ignore them. No, that's not. That's not. That's not good hospitality. You don't treat your friends like, oh, slam the door back. You know, uh, so I, we're not home. You know, at, at, at Halloween sometimes what we've done, we turn all the lights out so the kids won't come to our house. We hope they won't egg us and stuff. But it's like, be real quiet. Maybe they'll go away. No, you, when when, when to the treat the problem right, you pause. You know, because if you don't pause, what happens is, at least it does to me, I go into a default setting. You know that we have default settings? They're settings that we came out of the womb with. They're settings uh, that the Bible would call kind of our our humanness, our flesh. It's it's just our natural instincts. And, uh, man, even after being a Christian for a long time, I'm like Pavlov's dog. You know, certain things happen and, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just off. Mike. And your kids know what to do, don't they? They can push certain buttons and you react a certain way. And uh, and, and and so we, you need to learn to pause so that God has time to work in you so that you can get the most out of that problem and you can get rid of the default setting. Now, what do I mean by default settings? I'll tell you, one time my kids... Uh, they were a little older too, I think. But my son Josh, the middle one, was probably about 17 or 18, and uh, Janelle was maybe, what, uh, 12 or so? No, give me the ages. 22 and 18, this is why I was so upset with them. They, it's, it's 11 o'clock at night, my wife and I had gone, be, had gone to bed, and my son, Josh, gets this bright idea gets my daughter, he says, uh, and now I, I had been working on the house. We were, we were getting ready to sell the house. i have been working like a dog for like 21 days straight. You know, I was, I was tired. I had an attitude with everybody to begin with because I didn't feel like anybody was helping me enough. But Josh gets this idea at 11, like 11 o'clock at night, let's scare dad and mom, you know, let's let, 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 let's scare them. So <laughs> it's 11 o'clock, we're, we're in bed for probably 45 minutes. I'm just about to doze off and bam, you, but they bust through the door, ah! you know, well, I I immediately jump up and I throw my wife underneath me and I'm, I'm just ready to kill somebody, you know, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, this all happened in split seconds, I see it's my kids and I'm relieved and I'm more infuriated all at the same time, you know, like, it's like, it's like, oh my God, it's them relief, but then I'm like, why would they do this, you know, and, 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 and so I, I jump out of bed and they see they see rage in my eyes. So they, they must have been realizing this was not a good idea. You know, it, it seemed funny at the time. And they fly out of the room, and I fly out of the room after. them. Now, I'm doing work in the house, so there's no doors uh, on their rooms. And um, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm, in the, I'm in the hallway now, screaming at my daughter, because she's the only one I see right now. And I'm, what would you do this for? And my daughter's, like, crying now, because I'm in my tighty he's screaming at her. My, my, my face is being red. And, and, and she said, Daddy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. And my wife, she said, my wife, Joanne, she says to me, Joe, Joe, you're acting like a crazy man. I'm like, I'm crazy. They're the ones that are crazy. They're the ones that are waking us up like this. You know? I can't be crazy. You know? And uh, it was probably a, a days that I didn't speak to my kids because and I, and, uh, I was so upset. But actually, I was, I was really so upset at myself. And you're, you're probably saying, where'd you get this guy? Like, you know, you know I was trying to make the kids uh, younger because it would have seemed better. Right. But how, this was like about five years ago, so I mean, it's uh, much much better, much, much better. But what I was what I was upset about is that the, it was that that the uh, the default setting. It was it, I I went to a default setting that right away I was having fits. Now the good thing I did, and my son who's a who's a a, a, a great communicator, he uses this story also, and he and my daughter she does so when she when she preaches, and they love the fact. That I instinctly threw my wife underneath me. You know, I, I didn't hold her as a shield. You know, <laughs> take the take the blood, take the blood first. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna love her. If she tells great stories. <laughs> you know? Very friendly lady. She really is. No, I I, I, I did I did that good. But uh, but here's the thing. I I, I want to get. I need to learn. What we need to learn is to put some uh, some some pause between the stimulus and the response. We need to learn how to put some grace. Grace is divine enablement. It's not just the little prayer you pray over food, you know. Grace is the divine character of God, His enabling power that flows into us at times like that, and that we need to learn how to breathe. We need to learn how to put, put some space between it so we're not reacting, we're acting. We're not just we're not just going to a default setting. We're saying, "Hey God, what, what do you, what do you have to say about this?" See, there's that there's that place where we we put the the space, and we have to we have to, the space gets built in over a matter of time. The space gets built in by taking time during the day. Take a couple minutes. See, some people say, "Well, pray for an hour." Uh, if you haven't prayed for an hour, you try. Well, in five minutes, man, I pray for the whole world. I'm looking at my watch like, oh, my goodness, i got 55 more minutes, you know? It's like, no wonder they invented tongues, you know, because, because that's, I'm going to have to mumble and jumble about something because I've done, it, I've done it all. I've done all I can do, you know? So Shunda, she came in a Honda, you know? That's all I can say, you know? Maybe I have a Mitsubishi coming. I don't know. But, uh, but five minutes, if you just take five minutes in the morning, five minutes at midday, and five minutes somewhere at the, at the end of the day, and you you connect with God. You connect with him, you just ask him, how am I doing? And normally he echoes back, never mind how I'm doing. I'm doing well, he'll say. "You know, uh, and He'll say, how are you doing? Are you acting? One of the things I ask myself with the Holy Spirit, so I'm asking, how, uh, am, I, am I behaving the way I was created to be? Because as pastors and ministers and leaders, we like, to, we like to exaggerate things. We like to be more than, uh, than, than who, we, who we really are. And so I, I'm always asking the Holy Spirit, convict me. I want to be who I am called to be. I want to only be as who I'm supposed to be, and I want to be all that I'm supposed to be. But I need that time to reflect on how, how's that doing. Another question I ask is, uh, how did I do so far today, and what would I do differently? And I ask the Holy Spirit that you see. And what this does is it builds, it builds pause into your life. It it builds grace into your life, and you might not you might not be uh, talking about a specific thing, although you can. But it will actually help you in those places where you fall into those into those uh, default settings. You see, because like uh, I, I didn't mention, it happened to, it happened when Moses was. at Remember, they were in that place of entrapment. And the people, they went to their default settings. They're, they're, they're being led out. They're just so excited when they first broke out of Egypt, just like, oh, man, this is the greatest. But then when, when they're led to this place of entrapment, they all start looking at Moses like, man, what? What are you doing? You know, like they just, they looked on the horizontal plane. You, what, can you believe this guy? They go into catastrophic thinking. Anybody, most, a lot of Italians were like that catastrophic, you know, oh, you know you're going to die, you know. and But they were like, were there enough graves in Egypt that, that well, we, we would, I mean, we're, we'd be better off going back there. They were enslaved back there. And they say, we'd be better off going back there. They're, 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 t- they're oh, you know, it's just like. Is it, you know, can you believe the pastor did that? You know, you know you want to, oh man, I knew it. I knew. I told him he shouldn't have done that. You know, was like, and we're just blaming and we're fault finding and we're just looking around on this horizontal plane. By default, it's anybody's fault, but my, but my fault. And, and they're they're in the default setting, and but Moses, what did he do? See, he had learned because he spent 40 years in the in the like in the desert uh, tending sheep and learning about God. And so he knew when I get to a place that seems really, really bad, but God led me to this place, he's up to something. And what, is, what Moses does is he looks up and, he's, and he basically says, hey, what's up here? What, what, there's something going on. Back in the old days, Moses killed somebody by reaction. But he learned after the 40 years in the, in the desert, he learned, no, just stay calm, stay calm because I've got a father who cares about me, and he'll give me direction. See, the people are freaking out. They're catastrophizing. Moses says, hey, what's happening? And so God leads us, and when he leads us, he speaks to us about how to get the most uh, out of the problem. The other guy who did that was uh, Paul and Silas. When they they were in prison for evangelizing, And Paul just started singing hymns, which I would have said, you are out of your mind, you know. But he knew something's up. Something's up, Silas. Let's just start start worshiping. And God will tell us what to do. You see, so it's putting that space in and that pause in to to allow God to to do something in our lives. It's it's looking at our faith history, which is another good one to do. When When I'm pausing, I need to look at what has God done in my life? What's he? What's What's he done in the past to get me through things? You know, one time my son, my oldest son, uh, was graduating high school, and he's looking at colleges, and he's t- he told me he told me I, I want to go to Hamilton College, which, I said, Joe, I, I I, I that sounds great, but it was like forty-five thousand dollars a year to go to Hamilton. That was more than I made in the year, so I was like, I, I don't know how we're going to do this, but, you know, fill out the paperwork. We'll, you know, we'll pray, we'll see what happens, and when you know. Uh, a few months later, we get this acceptance letter. And my wife and I, we had to read the acceptance letter like four times. Because it, not, only did it, not only did he get accepted, but it was paying like 95% of the 45000 And we're, we're, we called the guidance counselor up. We read it. Does it really say that this is the, we're men and women of faith here, you know. Does it really say this? And, she, and the guidance counselor said, yeah, that, that's what it says. He's, go, he's going pretty much free. I got off the phone. I just cried. I said, oh, my goodness. This is, a, this is absolutely amazing. See, God comes through. He 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 uh, he does miracles if we if we pause. If I was reactive with him and said, "No way, don't even bother doing that," but I had learned too that sometimes you have to pause and uh, and, and, and give God a chance. All right, so we're gonna, we're pausing, but now we're we're also going to uh, the second thing we do is we're we're going to prepare in the pause. Like I said, my mom, she would start getting food ready. She'd start preparing. She'd be microwaving stuff. She'd be cooking stuff because we need to prepare for our friends. And when we have problems, we want to prepare in the midst of those problems. Preparing means that we're asking God for wisdom, you know? Uh, it's, if, you, if any of you lacks wisdom, I'm, I'm asking him for wisdom. See, preparing means that I'm, I'm counting it all joy. Uh, you know, that, he says, count it all joy when various trials, that um, uh, I, I'm considering, I'm considering the problem, I'm counting, I'm thinking about the problem. Again, I'm not reacting, I'm not panicking, I'm not complaining, I'm not whining, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to do some preparation work and thinking work and asking the Holy Spirit for wisdom uh, because, you know, the Holy Spirit is an encourager, he's a comforter, uh he he comes alongside us and and walks with us he speaks to us about about situations that's what that's what the holy spirit is there for now moses had to look up for guidance you realize that we just look right within because we are the temples of the holy spirit and so we as we're preparing we're talking we're talking to god about these things and he begins to speak to us one time my daughter janelle when she was first born she had the her first three, four months of, of life were just uh, riddled with uh, uh, lung infections, just all the time, in and out of the hospital. One time she was in a hospital, just a little dinky, little country hospital, and she's in there, uh, Joanne stayed there with her, uh, she's only three months old, and uh, I, I, I went home and I'm sleeping, and about three o'clock in the morning, I, just, I wake up like in a, with a bolt. And it, it wasn't my son busting in. This time, it, this time it actually was God waking me up. And he said, you, I heard the Holy Spirit. and I, It wasn't voices. They have medicine for that. But I, but I, 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 I just ha- I had this deep, deep sense that, uh, that God was telling me, you need to get to the hospital. You, you need to go there because things aren't good. And so I I drove to the hospital, and I I got up to the room. I walked in the room, and and sure enough, Janelle was like gray, and uh, her breathing was very shallow. And I'm like, what is going on here? And uh, and Joanne's looking at me like, they're not doing anything. And I I went out to the desk, and I said, you've got to do more. You need to check. Well, sure, within an hour, they had us in an ambulance uh, rushing us to Syracuse, which is an hour away. By ambulance, they're rushing us there. And at that hospital, they did all sorts of things within she was in intensive care for like three or four days, but she started. She started coming right out of it. You see, when we're in a problem, I could be. I could, Why is this happening to us? And you know, oh, you know, here, Lord, I'm serving you, and this is. The, you know, you're, you're treating me bad. No, it's, it, I, I'm just asking for guidance. Help, help to help my daughter. Give us, give us wisdom. You know, guide me. And this is what we need to be asking in the preparation that we're we're asking for God to help us prepare in the midst of these changes, trials, uh, struggles that, that are going on, and God speaks. He's, uh, he speaks to us about these things that are happening. Uh, you see, because God God allowed the problem to you like to strengthen you, right? The, the problem, James says, is building—there we go again—it's Building, it's building perseverance uh, in our life uh, to bring into us a victorious attitude, because that perseverance thing isn't that word pers- uh, when it talks about perseverance it's not like oh if i just hold on long enough it's really a triumphant perseverance it's not a it's not a like oh i hope we can make it no it's we are going to make this thing we we're going to conquer this thing we're going to we're going to overcome this thing now it may be it may be uh it may be tiresome you know cuz uh uh, but we need, it's, these problems are building us up, and they're also testing our character. You know, when Jesus was on the cross, right, as they were putting him on the cross, he, they drove the nails all the way through him. All, they, the spear went all the way through him. He never made a sound, it says. And sometimes what I think what problems are in our life and trials and things, he's he, God just allowing the surface to be scratched. And sometimes I'm I'm j i am i am just get a little annoyed and I'm like, oh, what are you doing to me? You know? It's showing that I'm not quite dead. I've done a lot of funerals, a lot of funerals. I've never had anybody in the cancer squirming and yelling at me. You know what I'm saying? When you're dead in Christ, you're dead in Christ. And what the what some of these things are is God just seeing how much how deep. Did the character go? How deep is the fruit of the Spirit? You can have all sorts of gifts working, but God wants the character working all the way through. He wants the fingerprint to be totally imprinted all the way through, that we're the real deal all the way through. That's what, that's, that's what he's doing. So sometimes he's got he's to, in order to get the fruit uh, matured, he's got to, you got to struggle a little bit sometimes. You know, I, I know when I played Lacroix, I tried out for the football team in, in high school. And, you, you know, you could see uh, I was about... People asked me where I grew up. I said, well, I never really did. I mean, this is about as tall. You know, I, got about, I got about this tall, and uh, that, that was it. And so I tried out for the football team in ninth grade. It was about 105 pounds soaking wet. They put a helmet on I me, mean, and they, they whacked it, and it spun around a few times, you know? It's like, <laughs> I don't think this is going to work, you know? So uh, I, I joined the lacrosse team, though, uh, because that speed and, and being small uh, was actually uh, was a good thing. And, but in lacrosse, the first two weeks... Uh, Mr. Kaczynski, he was the lacrosse coach, he was the gym teacher, too. He did things and said things to us that nowadays he would have been fired ten times over. I mean, this, and the stuff that he would even say about my grandmother and my mother was just, I mean, uh, I'm not kidding you. I mean, I just, I was like, like really? You're saying that about my mother? And they, they really would back then. They would say awful things about my mother and how I was acting like her, you know, it was like, uh, and also how she had gas and stuff. I, they, they did, they they, they, would, they, would, and the other, but what the first two weeks, some of you are looking at me like, this guy is out of his mind, but the first two weeks of, of lacrosse practice was what they called the bloodbath. And what they would do is they would run us and they would do basically CrossFit, before CrossFit was CrossFit, they would run us and uh, just run sprints and, uh, and we. we Push-ups, pull-ups, up, up ropes, and uh, I mean, one time we were doing the bicycle, you know, on our back, and I, I made the mistake—I made the mistake of saying my chain fell off, you know—and uh, everybody had to do laps after that. So I was in—I was in big trouble. But I mean, we—we we had blood coming out of our ears during this two weeks. Our toenails would hurt the next day. That, that's what it was. But but and, but if you didn't make it through that, you weren't supposed to be on the team. And the people who did make it through that, we were ready. And, and, and during the season, when other teams three-quarters of the way through the game, other teams are running out of gas, not Mr. Kaczynski's team, because we went through the bloodbath. We, we, we went through the pain. Do you realize, you know, I, I, I lift weights now. I, I know, you probably knew that already. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I started about three years ago with some young guys. And uh, th- these guys are crazy. I mean, there's stuff that they're making me do. But we, we, you, 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 you I didn't know this, but we, we're bench pressing. They, they make me do like you have to do it until you can't do it anymore, and then do what they call a negative, where you, you got this weight and you're laying down on the bench, and, uh, and they're spotting you. They never have me spot them, but there's, you know, because like. <laughs> It's like John Virgil was like 400 pounds, you know. Like, okay, John, you're dead. You know, I guess I'm not going to be able to live that. But there's this anyway. And but because here's the thing, all you are doing all the reps. The one that makes the difference is the one that you can't do. It's the one that breaks the muscle down. It's the one that when you you ran out of energy and it actually it actually you're actually ripping the muscle a little bit. You're damaging yourself. But it in the when it repairs. That's what strengthens the muscle it comes back stronger than it was but you don't get stronger until you bring yourself to the place of exhaustion To that you have to come to the place where you can't do anymore so that the next time you're going to be able to do some more you see and and, and i i think god works that way he he he, he doesn't leave us as weaklings you know he, he's not he's not he's not willing to leave us uh, in a place where we could be damaged by the enemy or, or anything else. He's strengthening us. He's, he puts us through a bloodbath now and then uh, in order to make us strong. Uh, and, and, and so that's the whole preparation thing. The last one is, uh, is, is, is so we're, uh, we're, we're uh, what do we have the first one there? We're preparing. We're pausing. We're preparing. And then the last one is, it's going to Pass. You see, because the friends, the friends are going to leave. You know what I'm saying? My father, uh, my father, he was a strange guy. My father, uh, but he used to say to me that he used to say, uh, you know, uh, guests. He said are like are like fish. Uh, after a couple of days, they begin to stink. That's what he say. And as a matter of fact, we used to go down and visit my father. My son, my oldest son, was probably about eight or nine years old, and we were there for like four or five days. And my son, my son said. Uh, uh, Grandpa, we're, we're staying a whole other week, and my father said, "I think I'm going to shoot myself." He says, "You know, it's like, it's like it, he just it couldn't handle people around too much." And but but the thing, what I'm trying to say is that you know problems pass; they don't. God doesn't leave them. You know, it's kind of like He has a, you know, you see on bridges sometimes a load limit that a truck can't go over that bridge because you know it only has a certain a certain poundage that it can have. And God has that on our life that. There's, he won't give us, the Bible says this too, he won't give us more than we can handle. And some of us say, well, I wish, I, I wish you didn't think I was so good at this, you know, because you, you, you think you have more than you can handle. But he never gives us more. He, he has his spotters so that if we're going down, if we're doing a negative and we can't do anymore, there's, there's some spotters there. There's some friends. There's, there's an extra dose of grace divine enablement that comes in to get us through, but He never overtakes us. Now, I want to leave you with this, that it, it, it'll, it'll pass, but here's what I think that's going to happen with a lot of people is that we're going to get to heaven, and there's going to be a room, a film room, that, uh, a video film room that God's going to let us see all the times in a video of, of the moments that if we would have lasted one more day. He's going to show us the victory we would have had, the breakthrough we would have had. It's like they went around the walls of Jericho. If you know that story in the Old Testament, they walked around walls like seven times, seven days. Then they got a blow trumpets. It's like, oh, it's like, how many times have we got to do this? You know, another day walking around a wall, you know? And if they, would have, if, they would have, if they would have quit on the sixth day, they were right there. They were on the cusp of victory where the walls would come tumbling down and they're going to take over this land. And how many of us, how many of us, you're, you're just one prayer away, one more fasting moment away. You're one, just one day, one conversation. Uh, you know, business people, you could be one phone call away from the whole deal being set up, for one, one networking connection away, and so many times we just say, ah, forget it. This God stuff doesn't really work that well. And when, when you're just one more moment away, from the breakthrough, one more moment away from that victorious thing happening, one more moment from the the, the love and the joy and the stuff being uh, in your life. Now, remember this too, I I better tell you this, uh, that when God is trying to build something in your life, like if you need some love in your life, you know what happens? He puts he puts you around some of the most unloving people as part, that you're surrounded by by nimrods, you know, you're by by E.G. What is it? E.G.R. Extra Grace Required people, you know. Uh, you know when 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 the when the you know the people at work that are like sandpaper and just you know like 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 uh, nails on a chalkboard, uh, you can know that God is building some love in you. That's what he's challenging you with these unlovable people because he's trying to develop the fruit. If, if you need patience, he's going to put some of the most, you know, difficult things in your path so that you'll develop some more of the fruit of patience in your life. Or if you need faith, he puts major challenges. When I see ch- churches, you know, when churches have major challenges, I, I say, well, God, God is just building your faith for bigger and better things because God will put challenges, financial challenges, career challenges, uh, teenage challenges, children challenges, uh, health challenges in your path to build your faith, to cause you to rise up to say, I'm believing for this so you have greater, you'll have greater faith, but don't give up. That's, that's the, the, the message. So uh, I'll leave you with this. When problems come, when, when change comes, when the trial comes, Pause. And learn to pause throughout the day before it comes. Three times a day, five minutes is all I'm asking. Three times a day, you connect with God for five minutes. It's gonna, it'll absolutely revolutionize your life. And then prepare. So many people don't wanna prepare. They think that God is a a genie in a bottle. They just wanna rub it and uh, get three wishes. That's not the way God works. He he, he uses our minds, and he gives us wisdom. He gives us gifts of the Holy Spirit in order to be able to mine that wisdom. And then know that it'll pass, but don't give up until it does. Don't cut God short in the problem that's there in the work that he wants to do with you, because there's there's a victory coming. There's a breakthrough coming. There's greater fruit in you coming if you don't give up. And so, listen. You've been a great crowd to listen to me. Uh, you've been a lot of fun. I, this church is an awesome church. It's, it's absolutely, you're absolutely going places. Uh, one of the things I would say is that there's greater expansion uh, for you personally and, and for the church, and greater influence. You can have greater influence. And I say, I, the other thing I really felt uh, that I just wanted to kind of just kind of throw out to you is that uh, remember the nations. Uh, there, there, some of you need. Some of you are called to go to the, the nations of the world. That it's not this. The Bible says that this gospel, this good news that changed your life and broke you out of the darkest of darkness and broke you out of the hold of the of the devil, of the devil's grasp. It. it there are people all over the world that need to hear this gospel. And uh, and there are there are some of you in the seats right here that God wants to cast you to the four corners of the earth. That the, that this place would be known. This place here would be known among the nations because some of you rose to the challenge and some of you who are saying that will never be me I would never do that I think we have enough to do right here you're going to be the very ones that God is going to say I'm going to use you and you'll be some of the, you'll be the very ones that you're going to trumpet uh, others to go to go to the nation so I think with that pastor I, I'll give it to you and thanks for uh, for having me appreciate it.
0: We're going to have the worship team come back up. I know we're off the clock just a little bit, but it's worth it tonight. And, and we just uh, we want to be able to close with this, with this song and just for you to maybe uh, just to talk to God about some of these things that, that, uh, that Pastor Joe shared with us. I, I hope you got lots of notes out of that because I'm just telling you that was rich. That was rich. I know one that I wrote down was, don't sleep in tidy whities in case I have to discipline my children in the nighttime. So my, I, got a, I got that as a takeaway. So come on. Lots of laughter tonight. You know, that's what we knew that Pastor Joe would fit right in because we, we like to have fun here. But at the same time, there's a lot of rich stuff in there. There's a lot of rich stuff in there. How problems become the delivery device for the seeds of virtue that need to grow. I'm just telling you, if, if you, you, you've, you should come back and listen to this podcast even though you're here tonight. Right, because there's just layers of stuff in here that God wants to deposit in you. So just stand with me. Stand with me as we just kind of s- celebrate the ending of this moment with this song. F- Father, we pray right now, too, for William's work tomorrow. God, we pray for that service tomorrow. We pray, God, the people that are going to be walking into those doors, whether they've been walking into those doors for, for, for all these years or whether they're walking in for the first time. Father, we want something of what's happened tonight to be deposited there we know also that you're going to do new things there you're going to do different things there God but we know that you worked in people's lives you worked in our lives tonight and so we're just declaring that over that campus tomorrow morning that it's going to be filled with expectancy that even tonight people that are talking about showing up there tomorrow even if they're talking about visiting that there's an expectancy that's going to be in their heart and so father now as we just Set aside these last few moments to worship. Whatever sealing work that you need to do in us, let it come. Whatever ground that was gained in people's lives, Father, we we don't want it to be lost when they leave this room. Whatever people that have been set free from, whatever they've been healed from, whatever has been restored to them, God, we want to move forward from here in Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship together.